What is up, everyone? Welcome to Top of Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Jerry Gibson here from you, recorded from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Joining me is a, I don't know if it's a first time, long time. Uh, That's what they say on the sports shows. Somebody who's been following the show for a long time, normally just contributes a lot. And finally, we've managed to drag him kicking and screaming onto the show so everybody i don't want to blow it and can you turn around show them who you are oh my god it's bowsy toffee tits everybody holy shit hey jenny Aaron, Aaron free he has a real name we can't call him bowsy toffee tits all day long all right but uh, but, so yeah, so for the people who are listening via podcast, you were na- unable to see him. He, he turned around and revealed the fact that he got it on the back of one of, of our uh, of our black watch kit. Uh, so actually, Bowsy Toffee is on the back. He took the plunge. Aaron Free is his real name. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Honestly, it's a pleasure. Been a big fan of the show for a few months now. It's uh... I have no idea how, but I managed to stumble across it. <laughs> and uh, as you alluded to, the deepest, darkest depths of the uh, the internet, which is Reddit. Um, and uh, Toffee Blues had posted a few times, hey, guys, have you got any questions, blah, blah. And that kind of really just introduced me to the whole Toffee Blues in the USA. And it's just kind of spiraled <laughs> from there. I'm like, it sucked me in. Use of... Honestly, I can't, I can't escape it now. I had two followers on Twitter, and it was mostly I used Twitter to complain about FedEx deliveries not arriving, um, and and Iceland there for not giving us back a refund last year. So yeah, that was it. And then, <laughs> and then started following all these Everton accounts and Everton people, and then it just everything's just blown up. And then Orlando happened, and it was just like, wow, this I I actually genuinely didn't know how huge of a fan base we had over here until I discovered you guys really. So thank you. So, so for those of you who maybe this is your first time, you know, listening or watching what we're, what we're doing here for those of you out there, maybe it's your first time. uh, Aaron started submitting questions for our mailbag segment and his, his handle Bowsy Toffee Tits got my attention immediately because I, I am at heart. (laughs) a 13 year old boy and i thought it was <laughs> hilarious and and i was like my god this is the best one and so he kept contributing questions and they were like really well well thought out and i was like wow this is insightful stuff this guy's not just not just an amazing handle maker <laughs> so uh that kind of you know and we actually we had actually planned on in orlando planned on getting up and hanging out yep, right indeed yeah and of course indeed. my plans took me elsewhere which you know, kind of sucked, kind of didn't. What do you do? Um, but uh, but you were able to go, yeah. Yes, and I mean, I think everyone that you've spoke to so far since has said it was one of the best weekends ever. I second, I third, I fourth that because it was um, 
<laughs> it was just amazing. We had a bit of a hiccup heading down. Our flight got cancelled on the Friday night. So we're like, oh no. So we end up having to stay in Detroit with one of my cousins, one of my wife's cousins. Um, and then we end up getting an early flight to Orlando, but we had tickets to water park booked. We had like all this kind of fun stuff to do that kind of got uh, brushed to the side, so to speak. But then as the day went on, things just started falling into place. We get we get to the Harp and Celt. Farouche from San Diego Toffees gave me this big, massive hug. I wasn't even in the in the buy it. He just seen me wearing my black watch top. Just get, he was with his kid. Just gave me a big hug. I was like, yes, this is what I came for. And then you, you swung open the Heart and Silk door, and it was just like oh, toffee heaven. And yeah, it was brilliant. It was that was one. That was the best. That was the best thing about that weekend was that that welcome party night uh, in the Harp and Silk. Um. So name drop time. some of these Twitter legends that you're in, and 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 uh, famous Jeff Walner. people. Who now? So Jeff Jeff Walner from yes. Cincinnati. He uh, I bought him a beer. Don't think he bought me one back, but it doesn't matter. It was still good. Yeah. Um, good to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were sat upstairs in the balcony bit, and uh, so just, actually Kyle Clayton from Michigan Evertonians, who's now he's moved to North Carolina. Winston Salem, you've got to give this boy, uh, uh, like at least a. I think he's he's doing some kind of work for Stumptown, which is a yeah a North yep. Carolina pro club. So, Kyle, need to get up with you because I do like this. I've done like the same stuff for a team. All right, so we should totally talk at some point. But I'm too shy to reach out to you on Twitter. So yeah, Kyle, <laughs> just saying that I can do it here, but I don't know what's wrong with me. A lot. <laughs> but anyway, so cool guy, very cool. All right. So yeah, you I mean, he, so he, did he you know him beforehand? Kind of. I, I did a roll call for uh, any Michigan Evertonians going to Orlando, and he was he was the only one that put his hand up and said, Yeah, I'm going. So then I, we started following each other, blah blah blah. And then he tapped me on the shoulder while I was up in the balcony and just like is that your Twitter handle on the back of your shirt? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm Kyle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. And then um, Jake, Jake walked up the stairs. He had his little uh, backpack on. And I looked at him. I was like, I was like, Jake Houghton. He was like, yeah. I was like, how's he toffee tits? He was like, oh my God. And then he just like <laughs> hugged it out at the top of the stairs. <laughs> it's just things like that. And then uh, toffees and chains from Virginia. He was up. We got a few pictures. I think he dropped a picture in the um, in the retweet of the uh, the podcast that my sister done. But yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then who who else? I'm trying to remember who else. There was just there was so many people that like I met over the weekend, but it feels like a blur. But it was no, it was just the seriously kudos to the Orlando Toffees. They put on a serious serious show. Um, so thanks to them because it was that was awesome. And hope, I mean. Everton need to defend the Florida Cup, correct? Yeah. So hopefully next year. You never know. Orlando yeah, 2022. Yeah, who knows who we're playing this time? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> you know, Tampa Bay Everyone's Rowdies, like, maybe? Somebody? Just... <laughs> it's hard to say. It could be anyone. I think everyone, everyone's going, oh, it's got to be Miami City. It's got to be, like, Orlando um, as well. But they were playing MLS games that week. So yeah. it was like, no, no chance they were going to get involved, so. Um, but yeah, that was then the game itself. Uh, was sat with Kyle and his girlfriend and my, my two cousins that came. To, I managed to convince to come down with me. Not soccer fans whatsoever, but they still had the time of their lives. So 
that was fun. Uh, I think they've got Everton, Everton, Everton in their heads like 24-7 now. So Good. They should. Um, it's it's a sim- simple but poignant uh, chant. Say. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is a... Uh, gosh, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's what I expected to hear, but it's still really cool to hear. It. So exciting. Yeah, that um, was brilliant. So, so, I mean, clearly you are from Michigan. You sound... You sound you're you have the Michigan thick accent. It's very strong. Toledo. I'm actually from Ohio. Toledo. Oh, Toledo. Yeah. Close. Yeah. 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 It, it's, <laughs> I, I mix those so, up so often. The Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan accents. It's that borderline, right? Um, okay, so the thick accents from Glasgow. So mm-hmm. Glasgow, Scotland, my hometown. Um, my mum's side of family are all from Liverpool, hence why I was born blue blood. So my granddad, Free, uh, RIP, used to take me to the games when I was very young. Um, for a good 10 years, we would always, whenever we head down to Liverpool, we'd, there would always be a game on. He'd always take us to a game. So it was kind of really ingrained. And when I say all of my family, all of that side of the family are Everton fans, they are literally all Everton fans. There's not a single, there's not a single red in that. So, and you ask any of my friends and, and that, like, I'm like diehard. Evertonian so it's pretty bad it's pretty annoying I don't know how my wife puts up with it every Saturday Sunday like when I like either I'm in an extremely good mood when we win or I'm I'm just just in this depressive like yeah I mean nothing about life is good right now (laughs) (laughs) hey things to smile about this season so far so that's all right that's true (laughs) uh so, you, I mean, we are literally checking off all my questions on the list and you're just mm-hmm. getting to them. It's like, you know, it's like you've, it's like you've almost, mm-hmm. you know, uh, seen the list and you haven't. Uh, so really quick, just out of, out of curiosity, what do you do? What's your, what's your daytime life or nighttime life? Like, what do you do for work or, or do you just, you know, basically walk the earth like Kang and Kung Fu? That is what I do. Yep. You knew that. How did you know that? It's almost like you knew the answer. You're feeding my mind. No, I am an <laughs> I am an intelligent transport systems engineer. You know, how could I not have just guessed that? It's <laughs> it's written all over your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what is it? So explain that to some. Uh, pretend I'm a five year old. Uh, okay. No, actually, let's say twelve. Uh, five would be too, <laughs> too long, I think. So the kind of all the kind of technology that goes on your kind of arterial and freeways and the states, you know, where you've got CCTV cameras, uh, variable measure signs that tell you, I know, ro- roads are closed or speed limits to go, um, like just basically something to inform the customer, but also like maintaining traffic operations and whatnot on the freeways and whatnot. That's the kind of stuff I, I design um, for a multi disciplinary engineering company that's kind of Jeez. global so i it's good it's good fun i enjoy it it's been um quite the experience working from the uk to the us for sure um how did so of, did you was it, the job, was it the the job that made you move yes initially and then uh, my wife is actually from michigan so um we met in thailand in um 20 15 and then she came and stayed with me in scotland for like a year and a half two years um and then we did the whole long distance thing and then this opportunity came up in boston 
And then after the Boston thing, we got a transfer to Southfield, uh, Michigan, just outside Detroit. And uh, that's where my, my wife ended up uh, moving back to after Scotland in Detroit. So we're in downtown Detroit for three years. Brilliant city, I have to say. Big up Detroit. I, it's, I know it's it's probably it's, it's it's funny. It was like, oh, you lived in Detroit? Oh, was that okay? I'm like, yeah, it was actually amazing. Totally gentrified the whole downtown area. So many good bars and restaurants. Just a severe lack of Everton supporters clubs. But apart from that, top top city. And then obviously during the pandemic, we kind of got a bit cabin fever in our 600 square foot apartment. So we decided to up sticks. Uh, to just two hours north of Detroit, so in the in the thumb of Michigan, so and uh, a place uh, called Elkton. So, is there anything predictable about you at all? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I met my wife in Thailand. Oh, yeah, I saw that coming too. Yeah, it's just it's everything is like I'm like I feel like you're gonna stand up and actually be like seven and a half feet tall. Because you're like so small in the frame. I'm like, he's actually enormous. That's the only way you could surprise me right now. It's just I would love that, but unfortunately I'm five foot seven. <laughs> well, then that that part we can actually see coming, but nothing else. It's yeah. <laughs> and, and actually when you take off your beard that's clearly strapped around your ears. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah totally that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so so you're a Gosh, you're you're an Everton supporter from way from way back since you were uh, a wee fella. Um, so, uh, who's okay? Let's you're, you've already given us your Everton story. Uh, what's your? Let's just go through a few things, just basic yeah. Everton preferences, because you know I do this with people the first time they come on. What's mm -hmm. been your favorite uh, Everton moment? Oh, in recent times, probably the two 0 at Anfield. Um, Favorite Everton moment? The FA Cup '95 win. That was pretty mm -hmm. huge. And fair enough, I was only nine, ten, ten at the time. Uh, so I really don't remember it, but um, I just remember being in Liverpool, watching it with my my granddad and my mum and stuff like that. We went down, we came down from Glasgow and we watched it on TV, and it was just like magnificent. Um, sloppy game, terrible game to watch, awful against Man United, but. Um, yeah, that was the fondest memory of winning a trophy, but that was the last trophy we've ever won, right? So, apart from the Florida Cup. Oh, no, how could I forget the Florida Cup? <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, actually, the Florida Cup, yeah. That's cool. Who's your, uh, who's your, actually, no, let's go to favourite goal. James McFadden versus Charlton. Mm. When he, he, he did this, obscene world-class touch that Messi would have been proud of and just set him up for this like half volley and at the top bin. Oh my, that was, I think it could go the season. I hope it could go the season that season because it was, that was incredible. Like, people still, Faddy, post, people still post that goal yeah. on Twitter so, all the time. So, so good. The, yeah. the skill and technique into that. It was incredible. Nice. So, That's, yeah. Yeah, what a good choice. Uh, so um, who's your favorite current player? current player and and i uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and say everybody expects you to say delf so you know <laughs> yes fabian delf <laughs> midfield maestro he's probably going to be our left back this season at this rate but anyway we'll get get, that in there, there's your backup hey <laughs> I, know, right? I got so much depth <laughs> um 
Favourite current player? I mean, I got to see him in the flesh. I didn't think any Everton fan would see him in the flesh. I'm kind of inside a bit happy that he's staying. It was probably James Rodriguez. Mm. Stuff he was doing last season, even when he when he was available and playing, you could tell he was head and shoulders above any other player on the park in class, including the opposition players, in my opinion. Like, the, like that first game, we'd only signed Allen, Dakuri and James like maybe 48, 72 hours before, and they were all throw, thrown in to start. And he was just, he had Tottenham players like just running a mock. Yeah. Like he opened them wide open to like those crossfield balls to Dina were just yeah. absolutely outstanding. Like so right now, probably him, soft spot for Rishi. A bit calamitous last weekend against Brighton with the whole penalty thing. But um yeah, I would say I would say Ham is at the minute. Richie's still young. Yeah. Very young. True. You know, so True. um and the question I always ask, uh, who's a player, any, any, it could be current, could be past, player from the past that uh, kind of matches your personality. Matches my personality. You know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the epitome of Bowsy Toffee Tits right there. This, there's Aaron Free right there, you know? My favourite ever player is probably Tim Cahill, but if, it, if I had to compare myself to anyone apart from Fabian Delft, uh, it would be... <laughs> uh, I was a big fan of Andre Kinchelskis back in the day with his, mm. his right silly tricks. I, I loved his skills. I loved them. And when I used to play, when I used to play before I snapped my ACL, uh, I used to think I was quite a... a a tricky, tricky sort of forward attacking player. So I'd probably say Andre Kinchelskis, probably. Nice. And he, yeah, yeah, he was always ballsy and uh, audacious with his skills and stuff like that. So yeah. Did you do your ACL when when you were in the heart of playing, or when you were an adult playing, like later on, like I in was, adult league soccer? I was thirty. I just turned thirty, so six years ago, and it was the week before. Last game of the season, week before I was traveling to Thailand, which is where I met my wife. Oh, Doctors kidding. advised me not to go. But hey, glad I did now, right? I got a wife out of it. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Schmachters, what do they, <laughs> no, what do they know? <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, the first night in, in Bangkok, I ended up uh, losing my crutches. So I was literally hobbling about the... <laughs> the rest of the two-week holiday without any crutches so yeah yep that's the way it goes see that'd been <laughs> me the hangover I, after <laughs> after i did my acl i had just watched my knee bend sideways oh, yeah. okay and and as i was jogging to the sideline trying to jog it off because i'm a genius uh it kind of did the same thing and tried to go again so imagine me hobbling around thailand like that like i can't even fathom just i snapped mine just my knee my knee was like that yeah. size Jesus. the whole time yeah I, it was within like maybe 30 seconds of the kickoff as well and i tried to do like a little croif turn on the side of the wing it wasn't even a bad tackle just my studs got caught in the ground my top of my knee went one way the bottom of my knee went the other dislocation as well as a tear so it was bad sucks i'm sorry so that's pretty heartbreaking hi hey we can relate so 
yeah yeah and so i was playing in a bunch of leagues but you know what i wasn't doing now i wasn't like keeping in shape to play soccer you know what i mean like i wasn't doing any like like i was just playing soccer to keep in shape instead of and so the muscles around my knee were is probably the reason why i got hurt i wasn't strengthening Mm -hmm. like ever so yeah i'm I'm not i'm not a gym gym fan at all i used to run 10ks 5ks and stuff like that and i played football three four times a week so it's pretty fit back then and then uh, moving to america you know our portions are huge man (laughs) (laughs) that's you know so do you want the large the extra large or the super you're like wait a minute wait a minute the large is the small yeah that's the smallest size but it's a large what are are we even anymore oh my god Uh, so very cool well gotta be honest dude i feel like i can just sit here and chat chat just random life stuff for another couple hours but we should move on <laughs> we have a show to do yes indeed uh mm-hmm. we need it so that's my first card um so we're going to talk uh transfer window we're going to talk uh brighton and then we have mailbag we actually really quick we need to address this really fast really quickly um <laughs> we have more questions than normal from the mailbag okay so <laughs> just just so everybody knows Aaron sent me a message saying, hey, I'm going to get my sister to tweet out and try to get us some questions and see what happens. And I'm like, okay, cool. Your, your sister, awesome. Of course, more people that tweet it are going to get us more questions, right? And I'm not using my, my full mind brain here. And so then Toffee Blues John is just like, did you see who just tweeted about our show? <laughs> and, I used to have a famous sister, that's for sure. <laughs> so, can you can you explain a little bit about about your sister and the fact that she's kind of oh, she's kind of a big deal, folks? So, yeah, she yeah. has just really killed it recently. She is super proud. She's now like one of the uh, early morning breakfast uh, show hosts for Radio One, which is the UK's top uh, like radio station. Uh, as well as a bunch of TV stuff, uh, podcast stuff for Love Island, and and yeah, she's and she's also a DJ. Uh, she's pretty much living my younger dreams of uh, DJing Ibiza and and all these crazy places, Croatia and stuff like that. So my yeah, God. she's she's killing it. She's she's killing it at the minute. So yeah, super proud brother. Love you, sis. Thanks for doing that. You didn't have to, but thank you. Um, so yeah. No, no, yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty famous. She was also in Harry Potter, which is what yeah, crazy. What? Yeah. Hold on, say that. <laughs> she she was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's just what. What did she do in it? What is, she, what is she in Harry Potter? I don't know if you're Potter. familiar with the films, the books, or whatnot, but she was she was one of the Bo Batten girls from the Triwizard Tournament. You know, no. the French schoolgirls that come over. and Yeah. She was filming for like six months, I think, or something. She took me and my youngest sister down to the studio. We got to meet a ton of the actors and stuff like that. Everyone bar Hermione, sorry, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe, we got to meet like, the Weasley twins, Ron Weasley, uh, as well. 
uh, Jason, Jason Isaacs, who played um, Lucius Malfoy, the yeah. like Jacob Malfoy's dad, he was yeah. so, so nice. I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, it was that was just brilliant. So, yeah, dude, I, I, <laughs> I would bring my family in here if they weren't like trying, if I weren't trying to get the boys to sleep right now, they would flip out if they knew that's ah, crazy. Very cool. That is so awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you should be proud Super. of your sis. That's awesome. Thank you, Ariel Free. Yep. Hey, younger, <laughs> younger or older? She's a year younger. A year younger than me. So. Right on. Yep. Jeez. That's very cool. Thank you. Yes. That's very, that's awesome. I know you didn't do it for me. I know you did it for bro, but I'll take it anyway. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> very cool. So we'll, we'll reap the benefits of, uh, we'll rake in the questions yes, that indeed. gathered. Yes. We'll check those out later. So everybody, that's a thing. But we're going to start with transfer window. Um, Aaron, there's a, uh, there's a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings after this transfer window. Do you have feelings or are you, uh, hardened to the numb. point where you're like, no, nah, I don't have. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit despondent really. I think from the very beginning of the window, Denzel Dumfries right back to the very end, Luis Diaz from Porto. It's just been like, and I, I, I got to the point where just like, has any of these rumors actually been real? Like, were we actually after these players? The yes. Denzel Dumfries thing it almost sounds like the Gabriel situation before he signed for Arsenal. Had him in the bag last January, and then COVID hit and everything changed. Then he signed for Arsenal, and well, would have been a solid acquisition and yeah. at centre back. But then we got Ben God. Ben Godfrey, right? So not a bad replacement. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really. We have been restricted by financial fair play. There's loads of data out there that shows us why we're so restricted, and it's our it's our past failings really yeah. really down to that. Um, we've obviously broke ground in the new stadium. That's going to be costly as well. So it might have been just a, a summer of not trying to make those mistakes again, but also trying to stay within the financial fair play uh, regulations, which seems to apply only to us and no other team in that league. But I could <laughs> go on all night with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I said, do we, need, do we need better lawyers? But yes. Yeah, um, really. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's but, be honest. We have, we have one of the only, we're like one of the only times, really one of the only clubs that had a, a player get suspended for simulation from a referee. Yet you've seen numerous other players and clubs do it and receive nothing. So, you know, but you know what? That was a long time ago, to be fair. This, what you're talking about is very recent. Um, yes. I mean, so uh, just just rattling off a few things, all right? Mm -hmm. You bring in two new keepers. You got Begovic and uh, uh, Lonergan. Lonergan. Yep. Uh, uh, brought in uh, Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, and Salomon Rondon. Rondon. Uh, mm -hmm. Outgoings. By the way, that was the first Venezuelan Evertonian. So that's freaking cool. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, so uh, outgoings, we, we let Nkunku go. Because, because depth... What now? Uh, I, I, it makes it makes 
the Thierry Small situation now a tougher pill to swallow. Yes. Because he moved on the fact that he thought Nkunku was ahead of him, right? As well as Dinia. No one's really going to replace Dinia, but at least for the cup games when they've got more condensed schedules, like there's got there's going to be times when Kunku would have played, like he played against Huddersfield. Yep. I, I, I don't quite understand it. I think it'll be great for his development. I, I, I think there's something severely lacking with our under 23 squad at the minute. I think I touched on this in probably one of my questions a couple months ago, but I just think there needs to be a bit of an overhaul to, to our mm-hmm. academy. Um, because we're really not developing players. It seems like we're just so focused on winning the under-23 league, which shouldn't be the case. But I have a feeling we're going to see more under-23s brought in. We've already seen uh, Kyle John, uh, who's a right-back for the under-23s. Mm-hmm. He's already training with the first team. So at least they're thinking... And the right-back situation, but I'll get in that in a second. But anyway, at least they're thinking that if John Joe Kenny isn't up for it, which I don't believe he is, you could probably tri- test out Kyle John at least at the right back, which it's from what I'm seeing or hearing that he's he's pretty he's pretty solid, a pretty good right back. I also heard that uh, Rafa was really impressed when Kuman was here and DCL played right back. So... <laughs> yes, uh, to see, me, we've got we've got, we've got plenty of right back cover now. So we? many, we've got so many players now. You know, we got it will be. And we, and we got Tom Davies. Oh, all these guys played God right free. back. And, you know, they all played right back. You know, Holgate, we got this covered, man. Now, to be fair, man, this right back situation came out of nowhere, right? We've no, yeah. we had no Maybe idea. Four five years ago, I know. Yeah, we didn't know we needed squad depth, or you know, that definitely wasn't our problem last season. Just, I mean, we let we, we let Moise Keane go. We made a little bit of money on him, assuming he uh, fulfills the you know all the different you know. I guess there was little things that he has to you know barriers yeah. in order to be able to make sure we make that money back. Uh, Joe Virginia is probably you know maybe gone. He's on loan with an option to buy. Who knows? It's Sporting, I think. Yeah, that was yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco uh, Nathangelo Marcolo is gone. Broadhead. Is on loan. Lewis Gibson's on loan. Beningami, uh, Bernard is gone. Belasi's gone. Josh Kane's gone. Walcott's gone. We a lot of players went out the door um, for free. For yeah. free. I think that's the key word is they were let go for free. So there was really no sell-on value from uh, the majority of those. Walsh Just, we're saving signings. saving money on uh, on uh, wages. Mm-hmm. Not a, Which is yeah. obviously beneficial in the long term, but not for the short term. So, um, yeah, I, I think the right back situation is, I mean, it has been four or five years when Seamus broke his leg for, playing for Ireland. And I think we were left with Kuko Martina, who was a free from Southampton. And he was just, he was, he was almost like Jibril Sadibi version 2.5. Uh, it wasn't yeah, the best. And you remember what happened there, though, too, right? Because we had no left back either. So Kuka Martina went to left back. And I guess John Joe Kinney was playing right back. And yeah. that was our defense. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was, and you always, you hated it because Kuko, for the most part, defended. All right. But when he yeah. got forward, watching no, him nothing. get ready to cross it left footed, pull it back and take that time to use his right. Oh, <laughs> oh it was heartbreaking. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. my gosh. It was, it, was, it was pretty grim. It was pretty but, grim. But uh, another thing you mentioned earlier in the show, though, Hamas stays. Hamas mm-hmm. stays. And I mean, heck, there's still so far because there's still rumors that he may go to another country whose window is still open. I, I'm just not going to believe any rumor that's going about on the Twitterverse <laughs> these days. But he's here. He's, he's with us. And the, I mean, I would be intrigued to know what the conversation, or at least a fly in the wall, that that Rafa and him had very early on in preseason, just to kind of understand where his head was at. Because I mean, the rumours that George Mendes was throwing him about left, right, and centre to other clubs, but then I think in the last forty-eight hours, George Mendes' his focus was purely getting Ronaldo back to uh, Manchester United. So you never know. But um, and then there was all this chat that we were using him as a make weight to get um Luis Diaz, but Porto didn't want to pay his wages. So I, I don't know what to believe personally, but I'm I personally am glad that he's staying because we have added Demari Gray and Townsend, who I'll get on in a second. But I do I do think when he is available, he should play, even if it's a substitute, he still has that ability to unlock the defenses. Crazy pass range of passing skills. His hold up play is unbelievable. His touch, he's got a decent shot on him too. Uh, so look, I'm I'm happy. I'm glad that the fans will be able to see him. And on Orlando, because we're we're playing Millonarios, um, and the Colombian fans were just going absolutely bananas every time he got the ball. Like when he came out, he came over and like applauded them and stuff like that. It was just it was it was class. And he's he's a superstar, right? He is a global superstar. So yes. I'm glad he's staying. I'm glad he's staying. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still really curious what in the world's going on between him and Rafa. I feel like we, yeah. we are, we are left, and, and it's, I guess it's probably the way it should be. We're just left in the dark about exactly what the situation is going to be, and and yeah. we don't know if, if he's planning on just not giving him minutes. Or planning on having in just or planning on saying, "Hey man, you get with my system and you can play. Yeah. Get on board and buy in. You can play." But the thing is, mm-hmm. does he seem like the kind of guy who's going to put in the work rate on the defensive side? Because watching us play against Brighton, and we'll get into this later, but mm-hmm. we we put on some pressure and we created turnovers because with work mm-hmm. rate, you know. And Hamas is not that guy. Um, no, no. And I feel like that's that's one of the big disconnects here because he's old school number 10. He's old school. Mm-hmm. New number 10s work. He's a trequartista. I mean, he's the like, old school number 10, as you put it. Um, yeah. I think there seems to be something that's boiled over from the Madrid days. I don't know what, because he didn't play him in Madrid as well, right? So this, I, I, I don't know. But to me, I always think if you're going to a new club, everyone deserves a fresh start, right? So, and it looked like he he, he came back to preseason. He was working hard. Um, he went to Orlando with the team and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. I know. I think you're right. It's probably a bit of his attitude and whether or not he wants to buy into it and, and work harder as a team player. Because um, if you're not getting yeah. buy-in as a, as a manager or a coach, you're not getting buy-in from everybody – and then you let somebody slide. That's tough. Imagine, imagine he let someone slide in a full house at, at Goodison Park. The fans won't 
you know what I mean? The fans won't let him get away with it. You know that's, that's, so. no, nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's tough because, because like I said, I mean, I've got, you know, my kid, my kid plays number 10. You know what I mean? My oldest plays number 10. My youngest is training at the center mid position right now. I had no idea what's going to happen. I thought he was going to be a striker and they've <laughs> started playing him center mid. I had no idea. And, and so they, we watch Hamas videos together. Yeah. We watch, we touch it. We watch his creativity. We watch his touch, which is his shot is, I mean, he can place a ball in the, in a corner mm. with either foot. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I, I don't, show them like hey watch him off the ball when the other team has it exactly i don't do that because yeah. i don't think there's a whole there's i don't think there's as much to learn from him off the ball when the other team has the ball compared to someone like i don't know decore or even uh-huh. even one of the the players that we have kind of playing you know it just almost everybody is put in the work right now yep yep and i think townsend although his delivery his end product against Brighton wasn't the best. He put in a shift. Oh my! He I watched him press from shift. all over the place, man. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, he was he was excellent, and might as well touch on him. I think a signing free transfer just turned thirty. I think maybe always been decent when he's been playing for his clubs. Um, again, he gives us that. <laughs> What we were severely lacking last season was that speed and directness. Yeah. Like when we get the ball back, we cover the ball back. We were so lethargic in our play transition. Going took us a while. Oh, yeah. Him and Gray have been an absolute breath of fresh air. Yep. Just want to attack, want to attack, want to get the ball, run at defenders. Um, yeah, I have to say, like bargain as well as 1.7 million for Damari Gray. That's mm. looking to be a steal already. So I think he has had a point to prove. I think uh, I Brendan Rogers, Brendan Rogers didn't really fancy him at Leicester. I bet he, ha- he has all the talent. He had all the talent at Birmingham. Things didn't really work out in Germany. I think he, he scored in his first game, I believe. But he did. Um, yeah, and then after that, it was just I think he played maybe nine nine times more. But I think he's got a point to prove, and uh, you can see. Like the, the energy and the, and that that speed that he just he's yeah he's been a great acquisition I have to say really impressed and he's probably going to be a fan favorite in the next month. He's or two he's, he's putting the ball in the net. He's scoring goals and he's actually mm-hmm. that's the thing he's making those runs and he's clinically putting it in corners. It's just exactly exactly been really fun yeah. to watch. He's a uh, yeah he's a player that's been and I feel like he's been a really good investment. Mm-hmm. Townsend is the one where it's tough because he's really good energy in the locker room. It seems he's really, he has a lot of positive things to say about the club. He seems like he's the kind of guy who will, you know, do all the hard work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think about like, you know, I've, I've got some, you know, we all have some Everton fans that don't really like when a manager uh, goes back for their former players and they're kind of like, Oh, really? You know, we've got some Toffee Blues buddies who, who don't really fancy those kind of signings. And, and you know, and and it's weird. Yeah, we because it, Well, that's, yeah. And, yeah, the, and, is, and here's the deal. Are we going to be saying the same thing at the end of the season? It's a great question because I don't know. Are we going to say, yeah. yes, this that was a great idea? Or are we going to be saying, 
you know what? Those first few games, he was awesome. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to say because what kind of but Damari Gray as a as a as young, he's decently young. You know what I mean? He's an investment. And yeah. mm-hmm. he's gonna from I think it's pretty clear he's gonna increase the value. You know? 100%. I think he's he's already doubled his value already. I mean, it's yeah. only 3.4 million or whatever, but still, uh, yeah, he's been he's been he's looked great, he's looked sharp. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see more of him in the coming weeks for sure. Those are players who will probably get some starts every once in a while. Demari mm-hmm. Gray will probably get a lot of starts. Uh, Townsend, here or there, you never know. Yeah. Um, what what will be rest- interesting? What will be in, sorry? What will be interesting to see is there will be the Hammers and the Townsend like kind of situation because Gray and Rishi, Gray and Richarlison seem to be the lefties, right? They seem to be on the left mm-hmm. and they're there to stay, right? It'll be interesting to see what Rafa does um, with those three players because Iwobi's looked looked very good when he's been yes. playing and when he's came on. So uh, yeah, it's, there's some something's changed with the mentality. It's it's a breath of fresh air to see Rafa so involved in the training sessions. You know, what I mean, yes. you can see he's just like like just is all his hands flailing about. He's, yeah. he's actually like, um, it's which is nice, and I I think that the players are really warming to him and, and taking his ideas. To, yeah. So, I I think everyone was skeptical at the start when he was appointed, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Rightly so, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you can't argue with it if the results are keep going the way they are going. So uh, he's, he's he's done a decent job so far. So he comes in here. And, he came, comes in here and works the way he has. Continues that as as a positive positive attitude toward the toward the supporters and clearly is doing everything he can for for the club. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to respect that. I don't know if I'm ready to chant his name yet, but I think I, 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 I he's the manager. You know what I mean? And he's winning games for us. So, yep. you know, maybe, maybe I need to, you know, stop being a dick. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a chance. Yes. To be honest, I was, I was like to my friends, like, like WhatsApp when I was like, oh my God, we're putting Rafa. Worst day as an Evertonian ever. And then, <laughs> And then something happened a week later, which we're not legally to talk about, but uh, that was the worst day to be an Everton fan. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, so just really quick, overall, uh, would you say this transfer window? I I, I wrote a question down. I wrote a one damn question down about this. I'm gonna ask it, but. Is this an acceptable reality or w- w- the way half half of Evertonians feel? Or is this unacceptable incompetence or we pissed off? There's a lot of anger. Uh, I think I'm intrigued to hear what Rafa says. I hope the question, the right questions are asked in his next press conference and not, are you excited about Ronaldo coming back to join Man United? What is what that? Is that what about? is Come that? On. I know. So they need to ask the right questions. Rafa, I don't know if he's going to be angry. I kind of feel sorry for him. I kind of feel sorry for him because they went after all these players, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there needs to be something from the board or, I mean, the higher up brands 
someone just come out and say, this is this is the reality, rather than yeah. just leaving all of us second guessing. I mean, so. Yeah. I feel like doing that is, a res- is respectful. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, treating us, I don't know. There's something about feeling like you're respected by the club, even though you're not being let in on every detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to be let in on every detail. I, I, I don't want to be on every detail. I'm just some yeah. dude. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, uh, it's... You're Johnny it's, Gibson. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's a strange, it's a, it's a strange window, you know? And again, yeah. I was not expecting $70,000, 70,000 pounds worth of, worth of signings. I wasn't, you know, because I, I, I knew where we were standing, a lot of stuff. And I knew the players we were hoping to sell weren't really going to be worth a lot. Um, yeah. But no right back stings. You know, Tough. Coleman's a great player. He is, a, he is a great player. And yes, we do have some backup. There are some players who could slot in and play. They're not natural right backs, though. The only natural right backs are the ones you alluded to that are, I mean, John Joe Kinney is still on the team, to be fair. Mm-hmm. He's there. Yep. Maybe he comes in and just kicks ass. That'd be great. Love it. I'd love him to be great. There weren't great reports uh, from Celtic last year, though. No, he, 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 I'm obviously being from Glasgow, a lot of my Celtic buddies were excited at the prospect of, of them signing him. And it, it like, like Shane Duffy, <laughs> former yeah. Evertonian legend, it didn't quite work out for them. They both got pretty bad press yeah. up there. So. And who knows, maybe Rafa has that skill and nuances to turn a player of John Joe Kenny into, um, I know, a Philip Wan of the future. Mm-hmm. That'd be or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, really quick before we move on, uh, sure. the Rondon signing. How you feel? Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest, um, it makes sense, uh, especially after losing Moyes. Moyes, really, you could tell, wasn't interested. Um, right. Uh, especially after a solid season for um, PSG, he was always he's always going to be play second fiddle to Dominic Calvert Lewin. It's a, a certainty. Um, as you can see with the way we've set up with the four four two and trying to get mm. the crosses in the box and whatnot for DCL and Rishi. So, um, yep, it makes sense. I think he's a solid uh, backup. He did well for Rafa at Newcastle. Did pretty okay at West Brom. I think he banged in a fair few goals in China too. So mm-hmm. always willing to give him a chance. Solid backup, 31. Still has a bit to play. So yeah, I think I think it's astute for free. So the yeah. idea of being able, like if we're number one, okay, injuries happen. Okay. Yep. Having somebody who's going to patiently work their butt off in practice. Clearly he mm-hmm. he does. He trains hard, right? So they're going to work hard and has the potential to get to, to get a header off a set piece late in the game when you need a goal. That'd be great to be able to bring a guy off the bench to help to help out to help ease the load on the ones who normally win those, you know. And I think he's I don't know he's one of the few players that has scored a hat trick of headers in a single game. Wow! So, yeah, I didn't know uh, that. We're uh, even hiding that yeah. stat, man. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> sharing my beard. Let's make it there, yeah. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Rondon quote. <laughs> it's just, it's just nuts, man. Um, but yeah, he honestly, he okay, he, he is. He reminds me of the Townsend signing. 
He's good energy. He mm-hmm. is good energy. Yeah. You can tell he's a great guy. He is a good guy. All right. You could tell, you can tell in like those, those nitty gritty moments that he's a good guy. You know, you got uh, the moment when wasn't he the one who ran into uh, oh, McCarthy's leg when it broke his leg and, Oh yes, yeah, and he, uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, and he, and you saw his reaction and yeah, what he, he was. Felt really bad, yeah. Yes, he seemed. Um, I mean, he seems like a human, right? And then there's the amazing play when, uh, the, who is it? Who is it? Right back uh, in America. The, uh, DeAndre Yedlin. Yedlin, Yedlin, yeah. yeah. Yedlin goes like, up for the header and he's about to fall on his head and Rondon <laughs> just he totally throws him that. around. It's, it's leads the glory. It's yes, like, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I know. It, was, it was lovely. I know. There you go, the American. Nine, nine mm. out of ten. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. And he's a yeah. pest. He's he's a real pest for defenders too. Yeah. Um, like he's really hard to mark. And, so uh, no, he's he seems he's a good signer. Good signer. Yeah. I'm happy. And and again, again, it, it's not these. This is another one that's not really investment. You know, mm-hmm. it's for now. It's not an investment for two, three years down the road. This is for now. It'd be cool if it's two years from now. Hey, good for him. If he lasts that long, then that means he's been useful and found a place and he's been good energy and awesome. And But uh, I think right now we're just hoping for a good backup this year. Cool. Yes, exactly. But also hoping that DCL um, doesn't get injured, which happened in the Brighton game. So hopefully he's back soon. I still haven't heard the reports of when he's back, but I'm hoping he's Hasn't back he had a hurt game. toe for like this whole time and he's been playing yeah, with it? whole time. Yeah, playing with painkillers and stuff. So, I mean, kudos to him. So, but yeah. Jeez. Still still banging in penalties, though. In- indeed. Much against Richarlison's. <laughs> but yes, yes. Let's go to that then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> bright and bright segue um so so uh yeah uh we gotta you know I, i'm not gonna say spoiler alert if you don't know the score now i'm worried about you uh Where have you been? yeah get out get out from that rock let's go <laughs> uh real estate's awful under the rock don't you know <laughs> uh, so i uh, got a nice nice little two two nil win um mm-hmm. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about the performance, man, overall? I I have to say, look, I was nervous going into it. I think uh, the way that Potter has got this Brighton team playing is marvellous, actually. I think I think the way they play football is, is, is great. Um, they started the season very well, two wins out of two. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he was being thrown in as one of the names that a lot of the Everton fans would have liked to have seen appointed, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because of the fine job he has been doing with Brighton. Um, so going into it, I was a bit, I was a bit hesitant. I was a bit scared. Um, although going off the back of the Huddersfield game, where we were pretty poor for the majority of that game, I thought, right, we're going to bounce back. Actually, we might, we might play okay. And Brighton had a lot of possession the first half. Which was probably to be expected. Basuma is world class. What a he player! Just, I love. Oh, he's guy. so good, so <laughs> good. And he and he just he just yeah he was just amazing. Um, but they didn't they, they couldn't get any end product. They couldn't get anything in the box. Yeah. Our setup was so great. We had Townsend and Gray working back on the wings. We had the Curie and Allen. Oh, Allen. Um, and <laughs> Holgate and Keane, who you know. 
They played well. The first couple of games, first couple of games, they made a couple of errors, and but the two of them were solid. They were rock solid the whole game. So it's great again, to see kudos to them. It was it was really good to see, and we really limited them to nothing in that first half. And it's a, and I think on the on the um, the counter attack play, we were awesome. And Allen's ball for Damari Gray was just. Yeah, weighted angle to perfection, and then Gray again, speed and directness that we were so yeah. missing last season just to go straight at the defender, not even give him a chance. And then yeah. the keeper probably should have saved it. It <laughs> but, was, hey. it was closer than, yeah, it, yeah, it would not have surprised me if he'd have gotten that. I was a little, <laughs> I was elated when it went through, but yeah, so that, I, that was, that was. Perfect. And to me, I have to say, the 25, 30 minutes, I thought we grew into the game and we were a lot better and we actually controlled a lot more of it. Yeah. Um, we just we soaked up and just kept kept uh, pressing, and it was it was it was really great to see. And then, um, second half, <laughs> Alan again with a worldy of a through ball to Seamus, just like <laughs> incredible. And yeah. Seamus has been so good at doing that, like over the years, like just getting his body in front of the defender and like either getting a free kick on the side of the box, but now we're thankful it was a penalty and it was a stonewall penalty. Um, and then <laughs> with Charleston, oh, Rishi, um, with your antics. <laughs> I, I love the guy's, I love the guy's passion. I yeah. love the fact that he is, he said, no, I don't want to rest. Yeah. I've played solidly for 12 months. I don't want to rest. Like I'm, This is a kid's dream, you know what I mean, to be a footballer, yeah. and I would just want to play. And honestly, like, serious kudos to him eh, for that. But his antics for the penalty were pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Pretty embarrassing. We, we haven't seen seen that uh, since Morales, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Except it went differently this time, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why did it go differently this time? We have leaders now. Boom. Seamus, Seamus was injured. He was. I thought his knee was done. And the way he was acting when he, when he got fouled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Townsend who, who came in. He was just blasting his, in his ears like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Yeah. You know it's Dom. You know it's Dom. You could see his like the vocals and um, then all the other players start surrounding him. Then Alan had words with him. I was like, come on. And then he finally gave up. And DCL yeah. put it away with a dodgy toe. And fair play <laughs> to, to Rishi. He, he, ran, he ran straight over with the rest of the players and congratulated them. And I think there's footage from the side where you see DCL and, and Rishi have this little moment. Yeah. And I think, to me, it looks like Rishi's like apologizing. DCL was like, don't worry, you've yeah. got the next one or something. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Which was nice, but still, yeah. it didn't. It didn't need to get to that stage. You know, what I mean, it didn't need to be that whole debacle. Yeah, strange. It's strange because because you know that they have this stuff worked out. Yep. You know what I mean? They yep. already they have all this planned out. They have they know who's supposed to be taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you're Richarlison and you want to take it really bad, maybe you feel like you need a goal. Maybe you need to. Mm-hmm you need the opportunity to, because maybe the last goal you took was in the Olympics and you skied it over maybe. Um, just saying, 
you know, in the gold medal game. Just hypothetical, maybe. Uh, so, but but if you if you're in that point, you have that talk before the game. You don't yep. you don't do that during the foul, like when it's just happened. Um, yep. So it's it's a strange strange reaction. Uh, 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 let's put this right. Say Dominic gave up the penalty, and then as you say, Rishi skied it. You know what I mean? He would, have, he would have landed himself in a lot of hot water, not only with management as players, but also all the fans too, you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah. Yeah, man. And plus, a missed penalty like that at a time where clearly there, if there's a little discord in the opposition, mm-hmm. that's momentum for the other team, man. That is exactly. huge momentum for the other team. And they're at home, I know. you know? So that could have gone really wrong. But way to add more pressure to Dom's kick as well, right? Shelley's <laughs> like, oh, well, I've got to score this now, right? It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. But but worked out. And again, like we said earlier, Reggie is young. He's a young guy, mm-hmm. very young. Um, and he's probably got a reason. And hopefully he talked out that reason with his teammates and his coaches. And all that's clear. But, yeah, but um, let's hope we don't see a whole lot more uh, uh no, those kinds sure. of scenes um so um did anybody i mean we talked about who played well right uh there were there's a long list anybody mm-hmm. stick out where you're kind of like eh, could have done better yeah um apart from his um defensive duties uh, on the wing townsend was solid he was rock solid but i was pretty disappointed with his end product every time mm. he got forward his crossing wasn't the best and he's got a really good cross he, he does, does have an, it's a really good cross. so it just wasn't working for him and when he was getting back on his left and trying to get in it was kind of going a bit wayward um i thought overall we were excellent Seamus was excellent Dinias, he's not really got into full gears yet with his crossing either i think that needs to improve a bit because i mean he's one of the best left backs in europe in my opinion and has those crazy assists like from last season this in the season before. So yeah, I think he's 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 a bit rusty after a bit of a break after the Euros, but um no, I think overall we were we were generally brilliant. And we, I, we'll be, yeah. Oh sorry. sorry, I had a question about Dean real quick. Um mm-hmm. so look look at Dean uh under Ancelotti got forward often. Mm-hmm often made those crosses often um we've got we've got like an attack now though that is playing direct um is there less of a need for luca dean to be getting forward as much as he did in the past or can we just or is this one of those things where it's going to right itself and he's going to be more active on the attacks uh, moving forward it depends on the system I think with the 4-4-2 that Rafa's been deploying, you're seeing that it's almost Gray and Rishi are doing that overlap That's on the left exactly. side. Exactly. Instead of instead of Dina, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Dina's kind of been sitting back more than he's used to. Still getting forward on the odd occasion, but not as frequent. And I think it's just the way that Rafa's kind of set up the team more than anything. I think, I mean, um, yeah, there'll be opportunities going forward with the change of system and whatnot, but yeah, it looks to me this the way they've set up has probably just hindered that 
attacking threat. Yeah. And then he's still he's still on corners because he's still got yes, he is. good whip on him. So yeah. Um yeah, that's probably my opinion of, of probably why it's yeah. not going forward as much. See, that's I had the similar thoughts, but I wanted to get your I don't uh, like to blab. I don't like to blab because then you know, because you know what though, man, I may be wrong when I say it and you're like well, Jerry, that's we talked earlier about how you may be stupid sometimes, but <laughs> this is one of those. Okay, it's yes. so okay. Any other thoughts on that one? Because actually, not a bad, not a bad win, dude. Not a bad win at all. I thought I thought okay. we're excellent. Uh, I know exactly, and that's what that's what that's key. And I think someone had highlighted um, on Twitter that those were the type of games we'd lose, right? When yes. we're so dominant. Uh, but we'd lose, especially last season. Or give up Maybe a dumb away. draw. You know yeah, what I mean? A yeah. dumb late draw. Exactly. So, not really pleased. Um, I do want to touch on a slight cameo performance from Alex Iwobi when he came on. I thought he was excellent. There was this like one-two touch play on the left wing between him, Damari, Rishi. It was just like it was like something out of like Brazil school of soccer. It was it was insane. Like it was it was amazing. It was really good to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm a I'm a sucker for when a player is getting blasted by fans and finds their way back. I am a sucker for that. I will pull so hard for them. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't I don't know what it is, but it just give me give me a clawback story. I am um, on it. Love and it. I have to say against Millionaires, he was awful. <laughs> He was awful. <laughs> he, he was getting dogs abuse, absolute dogs abuse from the fans. It was very funny. So I'm glad he's 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 turned a corner for the actual yeah. like proper games. But yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hamas is getting all that. Look at what's happening right now. Uh. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess that's it for the Brighton Brighton review. Not bad. Good stuff. Good result. All right. Mailbag. And this is going to have to be, I told, I told Aaron earlier, we're going to have to go in like ludicrous speed to be able to get all these questions in because often we have like 11,000 questions and we, and it just, there's so many, we're going to have to go super fast. So uh, okay. starting with one half of the brothers, McAllister, Terry, Terry, who, who I'm just going to say right now, Terry had a rough week on the Twitter, voicing his opinion about transfers. Terry, I love you. Don't <laughs> let him get you down. But he did get a big W in another Twitter argument that he had. Just go on his timeline, <laughs> you'll see. Just the guy's just getting into Twitter kerfuffles left and right. Anyway, so Terry asked, do you think we will look back at this summer as when the current administration grew up and took a step back before taking a step forward? Or do you think we will look back at it as the summer where the party finished and we accepted being outside of the elite, so we stopped trying? <laughs> wow. Ooh, that's, wow, that's scary. Two very good Terry. questions and one. Um, Terry, very good. This is, this, is, this is juicy. Good job, Terry. Yeah. This is a thinker for sure. I, I, again, I just want to allude to a comment earlier that I think there needs to be more said from the the board or 
brands or something with regards to what's going on this summer because we're still left in the dark. If we're constrained by the FFP rules, then so be it. Rafa's yeah. alluded to it on a few of his press conferences, but yeah, I think I think we're suffering for past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know about growing up. We still went for a good few players that don't, didn't seem to materialise, and I, I don't know why. Um, uh, for example, Nathan Patterson, Dumfries. I mean, Dumfries probably had Inter getting Champions of Italy, yeah. or Everton. I mean, so I mean, not against anything against Everton, uh, but yeah, the and then the Luis Diaz situation, which seemed a bit farcical, also. But yeah, I think yeah, I think if we were constrained by the FFP rules, which was alluded, then we really weren't able to do much in terms yeah. of anything. By the sounds of it, without getting a serious fine. Um, so yes, I do think the party finished somewhat. Uh, this season, but I'm hoping that maybe next season, when we have a bit more flexibility in cash, that um, we can get some solid acquisitions in. Um, but again, just to touch on, we have just broken ground on a massive new stadium. It's going to cost a bit of a chunk of money. So, um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question, Terry. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I think it's a culmination of past feelings and financial fair play difficulties so so it's interesting it's like do you feel like this is taking a step backward to step forward or do you think it's taking a step backward into the zone behind the top six (laughs) and i gotta be honest i i'm like mr optimistic so i would love to say that this is this is a step backward uh in order to attempt a step forward that's what i am saying uh however i will say this realism tends to tell me that the truth is often somewhere in between right Uh so the idea of taking a step backward i don't know if we're going to step straight in to that top i don't know you know often it's you step close or maybe you get closer you know what i mean so you're sounding it, like a, a true you're sounding like a true Everton fan with a bit you know of what I mean? here. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's that's the thing. Like my normal, my normal like personality is very optimistic. Uh, but at the same time, I also know that you know, football's hard. It's freaking uh-huh. hard. You know, uh-huh. running a club is hard. So I, I don't I'm not one of those who likes to sit there and say that the moves the club makes are or hey, this is black and white. You know, it's uh-huh. I'm yeah. I, I know very, I don't, I know, I'm aware that I don't know a lot compared (laughs) to the Everton, uh, you know, bronze and all those people. But at the same time, I think there's attempts. I think there's an attempt to, to take a step back, uh, to take a step forward in the future. I don't think they are conceding the top six with this move. I do not think that's what this is. Someone posted, I can't remember who it was, but basically it was like straight after the transfer window closed and it, they listed out all of our first team squad. Mm-hmm. And apart from maybe the lack of cover on the, um, the right and left back positions, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a solid team. It's, a, it's actually yeah. a good spine, a good team. Like I think the best thing that Carlo probably ever done 
was convinced Brands and the board to fork out 25 million for a 38-year-old in Allen, mm-hmm. who was who's been exceptional at the start of the season. So I think we've still got a solid team. We've still got a solid base, but you're right. I think we've had to take a step back and then hopefully next summer, maybe even January, you never know, we have a bit more funds. We freed up a bit mm-hmm. more funds where we can go out and get the acquisitions that we, we need. So, yeah. Right on. So Terry, tricky question. Yeah, it was a, that was a yeah. tough one. Tough start. <laughs> okay. Dave Barlow asks, should Everton have a TV channel? Surely there's enough content, even if it cycles through hourly repeats and focus on one player a day and other content. Uh, I mean, they do have like Everton TV if you're, if you're a, a member, which I'm an international member. Uh, oh, actually, I've still got my... my I have mine bag. too. Yeah. I have mine in the other room. <laughs> I use it for my medicines. <laughs> I'm, I'm 90 years old. And I keep and I keep ibuprofen and and Tylenol and my prescriptions in there. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's the Everton way. Gives you is it? Is it? Thank God. <laughs> I thought that was just the getting older way. That's what I thought. That was just, uh, yeah. So so it depends on what you mean by TV. That's a good. Yeah. The, that's the thing because there clearly is enough for like streaming content, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you're talking about an actual channel that you would get like on a service or whatnot, like, you know, then I, I would I would say that they're, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's tough because you know what you would need? You would need some actual, genuine, all or nothing type material coming out of the club to really sink your teeth into that kind of stuff, you know, following along Uh, with the season. You'd need that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tricky. And like you look at the bigger clubs, I'm saying bigger clubs, but like Man United, I know have their, their own TV channel. I -hmm. think Arsenal have their own TV channel, but I'm not sure many people would be watching that these days. Um, So like, but yeah, it's a, I, I, I see the benefits in it. I understand the fans' needs to kind of, I don't know, just be involved, have that kind of involvement with the club constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, the Florida Cup, the coverage during the Florida Cup was amazing. There was something mm-hmm. posted every day. There was interviews with the players. There was mm-hmm. uh, training. Like, it was, it, was, it was great, and it was just for a week. So... Maybe that's made some Everton fans thirsty for more. I want more. Uh, so, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Is that an accent? Was that, <laughs> is, you're like, is that your American accent? Yeah, I want more. I, I mean, it's, te- it's terrible. It's awful. I don't, don't even I'm, ask I'm me proud of you. That was good. That was great. But if my accent sounded as cool as yours, I would never try to talk like me. <laughs> that's, Ever. that's I'm never going to change. I'm never gonna change <laughs> um. So I will say this, you know, mm-hmm. it would be rad, just super amazing if they had like those stories of seasons, like a, like, you know, one of those compilation DVDs that yep. you would have, mm-hmm. like the season of blah, 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 you know, and, mm-hmm. and just, they would play stuff like Howard's way on there. They would play, the, they would play those stories of seasons on there. They would have modern content. They would have profiles of players. They would have profiles of coaches. There is, I mean, I'm telling you as somebody who, 
who creates content for a pest mm -hmm. control company. Okay. <laughs> yep. I've had to be creative for pest control and I've started to get into actual like storytelling for uh, you know, soccer teams. And I got to yeah. tell you, yes, yes, you could do it. And yes, people would watch it. I'm one of them. Right. But it's hard to get that thing off the ground, that kind of thing off the ground. Yeah. But would there be interest enough to create the content? Yep. Absolutely. You know, and you could even do some like, uh, some of like, I mean, think about the different shows where you could have people coming in and like a group sitting there, like just talking about, you know, you know how much fan content that is out there right now for Everton? There's a ton. Judging by Twitter, judging by my newfound love of all things Everton Twitter, yes, there's a ton then, of content on there. Yeah. Yes, there's tons of fan generated content and mm -hmm. there's a lot of really smart, talented people being a part of it. And, yep. and to be honest with you, you have that kind of thing, and and they're and they can handle themselves. This is not Arsenal fan TV, okay? Uh -huh. The the people in a lot of these shows, sorry, that's just it's cartoonish, man. <laughs> it's, it's it is it, it is it is comedy gold. Yes, you know, good for them for for caring that much about their team, and they put they do put work into what they're doing. So, yeah. but yeah. I will say, the Everton content usually takes it a different way, you know. Yeah. And these people handle themselves, conduct themselves well. And they would represent the club well, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. So said that, I number one, I think it's really hard to get somebody to, to do it. But number two, yep. I think it would get more people caring about Everton and it would bring in new fans. Absolutely. And I think our fan base has probably increased exponentially in the South Americans. So, uh, yeah, I think there would be some, some view, like, content, definitely. Um, get Alejandro to do Alejandro shouting out from Toffee Blues, Espanol, Alejandro, dude, you need to do our Spanish content for the Everton channel. Just saying. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So anyway, let's move on. We're not going fast enough. We talk. I, I enjoy your, your company too much. Um, <laughs> so Mark asks, who is uh, at 80s EFC, is the Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. Are there any good young American players in the MLS that we should look out for? Uh, okay. Man, I'll, really honest here. I, 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 I don't I, really follow the MLS much. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I'll tell you right now. Yes, there are. There are a lot of really good young MLS players out there. And the really good ones are now in the process of being sold to European teams. That is happening right now. It is, it is, MLS has finally embraced its role yeah. and finally understood that getting these young players into Europe and playing for these leagues is good for the, good for the league, good for the, the soccer culture in America. Absolutely. You know, Can't there's some more. great young talent going out. Okay. Now, eventually, I don't know if they're Premier League ready though. I don't, I don't know. Premier League's a weird league, man. It's physical as hell. But I will mm -hmm. say this about the American system that turns out players okay the one thing they have is physicality usually uh -huh. the high school and college game is physical typically though there's some like there, there, there's a lot there's not as many good tactical coaches when it comes to the college game as you would hope all right, right. there's there's some there's some great ones bobby music wake forest is tactical genius sadly he's a red but 
I'm just saying it's gorgeous football and his Mm. players come out there pro ready. It's awesome. Okay. Um, But, uh, but yeah, man, it's just, that's the thing you like sitting there interviewing all these players. They tell me all the time. They're like, you know, you know what? Like a lot, especially ones from Spain. They're like, you know what? I wish the American game wasn't as physical. I wish it was more tactical. You know what I mean? And so it's interesting. Right. Um, But at the same time, the physical players usually can't handle the tactics of premier league and the tactical ones from America usually can't handle the physicality of premier league. So let them cut their teeth in these other leagues. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you're probably right. It's probably down to the coaching, but look at, look at Pulisic and what Tuchel did with Pulisic at Dortmund. And then now obviously back in Chelsea again. So, yeah. Well, Pulisic, uh, Pulisic is a little bit of a rarity because of his my- parents his parents both soccer oh. players, and yeah. he actually trained. I feel like he trained in England when he was really little, and it's just yeah, and then he moved he's, to connect. He's been all over. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, been yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but he went to he went to Germany early, and that's the thing. Gio Reyna mm-hmm. went over to Germany pretty early after he'd been in the NYCFC academy, and his dad, as GM of NYCFC, sold him, got his son. You know, he saw, got his son a deal to go to Dortmund, and then he left and went to Austin. Would that be would that be Rangers legend Claudio Arena? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, so, um, uh, so uh, honestly, if I get specific about some of these players, to be honest with you, it's not. Yeah, it, 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 there's. Sorry, go ahead. No, my national team knowledge. Okay, uh-huh. we've got Daryl Dyke who bossed the championship with Barnsley. He was awesome, right? We've got Hopper at. Um, Schalke as well, who mm-hmm. was Everton was supposedly sniffing around him also. We got Reina Pulisic, um, Dest from Barcelona, who's like incredible, um, right back for Barcelona as well, and the uh-huh. US national team too. So I, I think you, it sounds like the US men's team is definitely going in the right direction at the minute. So yeah, okay. So one fantastic young player I'm going to mention by name that almost got sold to Europe. Uh, to Benfica, I think. Uh, Cole Bassett. There you go. Cole Bassett from Colorado Rapids. Good young player. Decided to stay in Colorado to finish out the season. But in the winter window, he's going to be gone. Okay? Look out for him. That's a player going to Europe. And there's tons of them. Okay? But I don't know that they're Premier League ready. You just need to be aware. All right? That's for everybody else out there. Aaron knows. But everybody else out there, just know there's talent coming through. It's good. It, it it just usually needs a buffer between MLS and Premier League. I better work. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thanks yeah. for enlightening me. Hey, man, that's one of the things I actually know about right now. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Kyle at Kyle Everton. It's, it's one word, Kyle Everton. Kyle Leverton. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. Uh, favorite American Evertonian? I'm assuming Ooh. players. Otherwise, we all just say Aaron Free. Bowsy Taffy Tits. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay. So, so I'm going to say, right, for the two loan periods that we had, Landon Donovan, he was uh-huh. incredible. I loved, loved him. Loved him playing for us. Um, Having said that, I think there's really only one winner in my eyes, and that's the general, Tim Howard. Oh, I thought you were going to say Becky. Uh, for- 
<laughs> Brian McBride, no. Was, I uh, thought about Brian McBride. Matt I Miller. love McBride. Um, no. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> yes. I, think was, I think he was better for Fulham than he was for us, but he yeah. was. He was. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> at Orla- in uh, the Florida Cup, Orlando, obviously Tim Howard made a guest appearance at the uh, um, or oh, the tailgate. The tailgate mm-hmm. that was hosted by the. Uh, Orlando Evertonians, and I got to shake the general's hand, and he was just so awesome. And he signed the back of my seafoam. He signed the back of my seafoam Hamed shirt as well. Um, Sweet. I haven't washed his hand for about a month and a half too. So yeah. <laughs> also, actually, I don't think I've taken this Everton FC bangle off since Orlando as well. But anyway. Nice. Um, so in terms of, but he was also a great goalkeeper for us too. So um, yeah, and, and a great ambassador for the club. I, I have no idea how he had the energy, the legs to do that whole weekend in Orlando. But he was everywhere. So like he's he's a real true ambassador for our amazing people's club uh, in the US. So it, mm-hmm. I have to say Tim Howard. That's my answer, too. Yeah, I I don't even know what else to add to that. <laughs> I mean he he brought he brought so many. Evertonians like Americans to pull for Everton like he was a big reason uh he brought a lot of he put a lot of focus on Everton for Americans because they watched him Howard just ace it in the world cup and sit there and yep. stop like 30 shots in a game <laughs> and right. then they're like oh what team does Tim Howard play for oh that's Everton oh yeah. you know what I mean that was a big thing um plus I mean he's a player that played for us for a long time in a really important mm-hmm. position and he loved it. Mm-hmm. I got no was, other answer. He was, yeah, he was so good. He was a great, great keeper. He was yeah. a good keeper. All right. Next question. At Timothy Jones asks, are we going to take any points off the so-called big six? Will financial fair play forever, forever hold us back? I'm going to say yes. And Yes. there's the pessimist in you Uh, we we are absolutely going to take some points off yes we'll definitely we'll definitely take if he's referring to arsenal that's a six that's a six pointer right there (laughs) um chelsea and city i don't think so uh man united are a bit flaky if they had a a, a proper coach proper good manager that i think we'd probably win the league with that team um Mm. leicester are really good but we exposed them last season in the second game. Um, Tottenham, again, mm. they're in a new new management. They've done, made a decent start to the season. Um, I don't know. That's that's probably hit or miss, that one. But yeah. I definitely think there's points to be taken off the so-called big six. So, um, And as for the yeah. situation, I don't think it's going... Yeah. I don't think... I think, going back to Terry's, it's maybe a step backwards to go step forward. So maybe we're keeping within the regulations this season. So next season we can waste another 120 million on players that won't have resale value in the future. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I I didn't mean it's going to hold us back and have us be the worst. I'm just saying I think it's going to be a problem. That that's mm. all. I, I wasn't trying yeah. to be 
wasn't trying to be the fly in the ointment. Just be aware that flies may land in the ointment. Just saying, <laughs> all right? That's all. All right. So next question is your buddy and mine, Jake Holton. My boy. Who was unable to, to do shows for a little while because of Fight Club, but I can't talk about it. All right. <laughs> it's Fight Camp. Not fight club. You just, I, you just did. You just talked about it. Shit. <laughs> I always do this. And I always have to apologize to them every time. Wait a minute. I mean, to nobody. I don't even know what you just said. Yeah. What? Indeed. 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 His name is Robert Paulson. All right. So <laughs> uh, Jake asks, the transfer window window is done and dusted. Obviously not a great window. But time to get to work with what we have. All that said, what's a realistic finish for Everton this season with the team they have? And I'll hang up and listen. It's nice of <laughs> So, what are we oh. going? Where are we going to finish, dude? Oh, how the turntables, Jake! Um, oh, all the so, turntables. I think a serious aim achievement is probably seventh, and at the minute, that's getting you into the Conference League, which is this new European style format. We might have games out in Azerbaijan and stuff like that, but at least it's this European competition. It gets us some some much needed uh, European game time. I, mm -hmm. I think that would be a realistic aim. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the pulling power of the teams above us, or at least the so-called teams above us, that have spent hundreds of millions on yeah. on players for we've been so constrained, they might just be pulling away just too much. To be and even even the likes of like Villa and Leicester, they've made some really good signings and will be yeah. a threat. Also, Leeds are a solid team, although we probably should have beat them. I personally think we should have beat them, um, because they have to beat them. I agree. Um, so I, I think I think seventh would be a good aim. It would be amazing if we could get into the Europa League in sixth place. A nice little cup run wouldn't go amiss either. But I think um, I think seventh. Uh, I'm going to say. All right, yeah. My immediate thought was I, I immediately jumped to seventh. I'm going to predict eighth, though. I'm just going to say, I think we'll get eighth. Man. But I re because I overshot it last year, man. I predicted fourth, and that was just a big ball of wrong. So I'm just going to say eighth, but I, I'm going to be super happy with sixth or seventh, which is I don't like feeling that negative, by the yeah. way. I feel like it's negative to be ecstatic with six or seven. You know what I mean? With such a big club as Everton. It feels weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true, true. And we always have such high expectations, but I think they've done it right this summer by yeah. giving us the lowest <laughs> expectations possible after that transfer window. So anything <laughs> anything above tenth is probably is probably an achievement, right? But yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so Next question by from uh, I don't know if it's Odger or Odger, Andy Odger or Odger. Andy <laughs> asks if Rafa manages to win something at Everton, will all fans be comfortable with celebrating it considering what Rafa won at Liverpool? Yeesh. I think 
I think there's going to be <laughs> a minority of fans are never going to like Rafa, no matter, no matter what he achieves. I agree. Just from his past Liverpool achievements. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I actually, I, I can already see people are warming to him already. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, th- I think the warm term. Of course, of course, the fact he'll be adored if we win a cup. Of right. course, he'll be adored if we even for make the, it for the European competition. For the most part, for the most part. The most part. But you know, and I know, there's those Everton fans who are really yep. all about being right, and they're going to be <laughs> waiting till till something bad happens to stick out that finger and do the "I told you so." You know it, right? They're going to be mm-hmm. like that. So, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of Everton fans who are just going to accept the fact that we won and be very ecstatic and be in the moment because that's, you yeah. know, I can see that. Yeah. Steve Beatty asks, Steve Beatty, see, this is where American pronunciation versus uh, maybe different. <laughs> so, I don't okay, know if it's Beatty. I'm about to blow your mind. No way. So my actual pronunciation of Bowsy Toffee Tits yes. is actually Bowsy, Bowsy Toffee Tits. <laughs> but hey, I love Bowsy Toffee Tits now, so. Bowsy sounds all like dignified Bowsy sounds like a bad guy in a video game that's one of the reasons why Bowsy is funny I was like what kind of Bowsy sounds like something you name like a mutt dog you know what I mean like that just feels Bowsy sounds normal dang it crap anyway Bowsy because I love it now I've warmed it, and it's all down to you, so thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're waffling. All right. Steve asks, are the Bills going to win the Super Bowl? Okay? That's fantastic Ooh. question, Steve. That's a great question. Uh, I'm a Panthers fan, uh, but, but back in the day, there were no Panthers when I was younger. And you know who I supported back in the day? Yeah. The Bills. All right? Yeah. So... I saw the Scott Norwood game against the Giants, and it hurt, okay? Um, I think I cried. <laughs> young Jerry, I'm pretty certain young Jerry cried. So you know what? I'm just going to say yes because I want to will it into happening, all right? And I say this, if you end up playing the Panthers, oh, Jesus, that's going to suck, but it won't happen. But – the Bills have a much, I think, Bills Josh, have a legit Josh shot. Allen. Yes. Incredible yeah. quarterback and showing his worth now. Um, unfortunately, having to move to Michigan, uh, I have started to support the Everton of the NFL, which is the Detroit Lions, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, years of disappointment and hurt. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. But. It's interesting what people call the Everton of the NFL because I've heard it being uh, <laughs> being doled out to so many different teams, and I think it's I think it's just sort of it's I'm always fascinated to see what what teams 
what other teams people support besides Everton. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think it's, it says interesting things about their psychology. But you being, I mean, let's think about it, though. You're pulling for a team that's local, right? The True. Lions are local. Yep. You didn't pick uh-huh. the Lions because of their essence. You're like, hey, no. I, they're right next door, so got to pull for them, right? Exactly. Um, which, you know, essentially is why I pull for the Panthers because it sure isn't because of their branding <laughs> back in the day um, or success. Uh, so, okay. So the answer, Steve, is yes. Bills are going to win the Super yes. Bowl. You heard yes. it here first. Me and Bozy over here just <laughs> made it happen. All right, so uh, seems seems weird now. Yeah, <laughs> almost dirty. All right, Peter <laughs> is at at it's Peter, not Pete. So don't shorten it. Uh, I want to know what they thought about when Rooney returned to Everton, and if they considered his second spell a success. So this is maybe somebody who's not an Everton supporter asking this question. Cool, Peter. That's awesome. Uh, you consider it a success, man? I. It's hard when you sign four or five number tens at the same time. <laughs> that summer window was insane, um, and Cumin got found out. But I mean, his hat trick against West Ham and that goal from inside his own half was yeah, fantastic. Wow, one of the best goals ever. Um, incredible technique to do that he scored some vital goals penalty a free kick I think it was okay and then I didn't really like his treatment under Marco Silva which obviously pushed the the DC United move but yeah yeah, it was strange it was partially a success I'm not going to say it was a success I'll tell you one of the things I liked about it the most I like the fact that, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get to watch Everton when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to watch Rooney when he was 16, 15, you know? I mean, I didn't get to see that. Um, so when he came in, it made me feel connected to that older time. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought the Goodison shirt, you know, that throwback shirt. And I got Rooney on the back and yeah, I'm an adult and I did it and I'm American and we do that. Okay. So Brilliant. for everybody else out there, I did it because it made me feel connected to the club and to the history. And I, 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 that was a different part of the Rooney signing that was a, a success. I don't think you can flat out say that the on the field results were a straight up success. I, I think if you say that, then it's, it's blinders, man. You know what I mean? Like it's just, mm-hmm. I think you're right to say partial. Um, because there were some good highlights, I think, but the the managerial matchup with him and the, the transfers that came in with him, it was not, there were some mistakes made. So that was just a window, yeah, a, yeah, a, por- a portion of Everton's history that was not a success. <clears throat> Although, you know, it's a yeah. bummer they had the money for it to be. So, so yeah, the, I, I, I have the, to sit there and there go was along a with nostalgic this thing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there was a nostalgic thing for sure. He's Everton's boy, boy wonder, right? Um, yeah. Always an Everton fan growing up. Came through the academy. 
even raised his, his own sons to be Everton fans over Man United fans. So it was like the boy was coming home type thing, and there was always that kind of nostalgic love, even though he played for Man United. Yeah. <laughs> and did amazing for them. But um, yeah, I think it was it was a nice welcome home, but it didn't really pan out. Yeah. So I can't. Yeah, I, I think we both agree. Not not 100% success, but it made me, it made me care about the guy a lot more, mm-hmm. you know? And now I, yeah. So I don't, I didn't hate the move. I don't hate the move in, in retrospect. So I'm not going to say just straight up failure, I'm not going to do it, but I, I, I think it'd be really silly to say, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know anybody that would say that. Yeah. Um, I like getting questions from somebody that's, Clearly not an Everton supporter. That's awesome. Um, Johnny L. 1878 asks, who thinks Rafa is doing a good job? And how do you think our new signings, Gray and Townsend, have started? I think both of us think he's doing doing well. And our guys, Gray and Townsend, are, are doing well so far too, right? Agreed. agreed. Good stuff. Early days, but agreed. Yep. Yeah. Rob. At Pato196648 asks, do you think we'll finish in the top six? I'm going to say no. But only because I'm of our depth. say no. Okay. Yes, agreed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Clayton, who is yes. your boy, uh, who lives in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. probably lives next door to me and I didn't even know it, asks, would love to know what y'all would consider to be a successful season this year. A trophy, top six. Um, I think, I think both of us. I mean, personally, I think moving forward is, is I think a couple of steps forward is a success. Okay, thinking about the mm-hmm. fact that we were hamstring, we we were hamstrung with with uh, FFP, right? Uh, I if we we sit there and we finish with more points than last season. We're moving mm-hmm. forward, right? Uh, we fin- I, I, for me, I, okay. Let's let me be more more clear. And, and I'm going to say, European football that's a success for me at this stage, in terms of rationality. Now, is that is that too mm-hmm. small? Yeah, it's too small. We're Everton. We should be winning trophies. We should be, you know. But at the same time, it's hard to make giant steps. That's what I'm saying. So, what about you? Agreed. I think I definitely think making Europe would be a huge success. I think that that is what we should be aiming for. Mm-hmm. Making a good fist of it in in the cups, it would be great if we could make even a final. That would be amazing. We don't have to necessarily win it, although it would be lovely. I just think a bit of consistency over the season. We're so complacent at home um, throughout the whole season. Uh, so yeah, I think. Top six may just be out of reach, but at least if we mm-hmm. get seventh, it gets us into European competition. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom Brownlow asks, why, oh, why can't we sign a bloody right back? Oh, that is one of life's great mysteries. Um, just like, what is the meaning of life? And where is the Arteta money? Um, I, couldn't <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Honestly, I was... It's a, it's a failure. It's a failure from our board or whatever. But it's been a necessity for 
four years we had we touched on it earlier is i don't i don't quite understand i don't quite understand does luca so, dean have like a twin brother right footed <laughs> Lu- louis louis, louis dean, dean. <laughs> let's do it yeah tom tommy i'll just go ahead and say it's a weird situation when you have your captain as a starter at at the position you're trying to sign and <laughs> You're, you're signing somebody who knows they're not going to start right off the bat, right? You're signing mm-hmm. somebody for the future and they know they're not going to come in and immediately start. It's a more of an attractive proposition for someone when it's like, Hey, you're going to come in and start you're, We want you to be our starter, but no, you're coming in. You're going to back up Seamus Coleman, right? Who imagine you get to learn from. So mm-hmm. we're not trying to pay top dollar because we're not trying to get a starter. It's a tomorrow starter. So we're trying to pay money for a tomorrow starter, somebody who can develop. So that's part of the problem. Those don't grow on trees. So it's a tough question, man. Uh, I I was was surprised that Rangers didn't accept the Nathan Patterson bid, um, obviously being Scottish. He is definitely a star for the future right back. Um, Mm. So maybe we'll go back in from in January or next summer, but he, he definitely seems a good prospect for the right back position. But yes, I have no idea why we haven't signed a bloody right back. Yeah. John Toffee Blues John asks if you could get rid of three Moshiri era signings so that they never happened, players only, which ones? Delphi. Delph. Oh, I've got a bit of a soft spot for him, but he's not quite worked out. Probably Chink Tolson. I got a big soft spot for Chink Tolson because you know how many Turkish fans <laughs> subscribed to our channel oh, and really? watched oh, well, our videos. It, back. it, back. it was crazy how many. They, oh, really? are, they are fanatical for that guy. It was oh. awesome. Like we got videos on a Jink Tosin possibly coming to Everton. It was the, we, uh, oh my gosh, it was nuts. It was like the whole country decided, hey, we're going to watch all these videos now. Nuts. Um, having said that, it's really, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Jink Tosin. Uh, and I don't want to, I, I all these players I have a spot, spot, soft spot for, but Bolasi. Oh, it's a, it's a shame for him as well. Because he had the I same, thought... he had the exact same ACL tier, same ne- same mm-hmm. knee, same type of situation, and and he, I mean, and he was not playing poorly when he got hurt. No. He was doing okay. No, he wasn't. He was doing alright. Or in a partnership with Lukaku, he was doing okay, right? But yeah, it, that's a lot of money to eat, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say, I I gotta say, guilty. Yeah. And maybe the less said there, the better. So, um, and, and John has a random question. This one's like a story. When I was a young teenager, I went on a family trip up to Scotland to a mm-hmm. caravan site, Butlins, with the family. <laughs> I don't even know if I said that shit right. right. Food was included. Dead, actually. Hey. <laughs> and they had a restaurant which was the equivalent of prison hall food or pri- prison food hall. That's what he said. I had the str- my strangest meal ever there. Chicken tikka mas- marsala pasta. 
Two foods I like, but merged together. It was very strange. What's the weirdest food you've ever had? Weirdest food I've ever had. I mean, you know, I'm from Scotland, so we, we eat haggis, right? Do you uh, know what haggis is? Yes. Pretty much everything that's inside a lamb is put in this ball with some barley and spices and whatnot. It is delicious. Don't get me wrong. It sounds grotesque, but it's actually delicious. But what's the weirdest thing? Oh, oh, okay. Thailand. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm excited for this. So we're on Khao San Road, which is that mental road in Bangkok. Uh, that was in, filmed in the hangover that was like you know where they got the tattoos and all that stuff mm. um and basically they've just got like food sellers just come up to the bars you're in and this guy had basically every single type of insect and arachnid on this board fried yeah. you want to eat so i was like i was like saw that i'm in thailand I've got to try something so i ate a scorpion i was i knew you were gonna say scorpion <laughs> it was disgusting to say the least, I thought I was going to be sick right there in the bar. But yeah, that's probably, that is, that is definitely the weirdest thing about it. Um, I had at a tapas restaurant in Asheville, I had bull's heart tacos. <laughs> okay. That was different. Yeah. So that's the thing that happened. I've also had, it's always tacos. You know, it's actually a pretty normal, like in a lot of Mexican restaurants, they have <laughs> tong, lengua, tong tacos. I have had those before too. All right? Yeah. Beef tongue. And that's a, that's mm -hmm. a pretty normal thing for Mexico. But I have not had heart before. That was something different for me. I had forgotten that it happened. Uh, Thanks, John, for bringing that up. Uh, making me. Was it, good? it actually, to, to be honest with you, though, it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was a good restaurant. It was good. It was just unusual. I'd never had anything like it. So. I'm usually, usually okay with being a little adventurous, but scorpions, I draw the line. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So that's all. That's yeah, the show. Yeah, never do that again. That's the show. That's the show. We're done. So, Aaron, do you have anything else wow. to say? Well, well, what a wild ride. Yeah, yes. it's. <laughs> um, yes, uh, just want to say, just want to say thank you, Mum, for making me the Everton fan I am today. Thank you to my sisters, Ari, Rebecca, my little daughter Poppy, and my gorgeous wife Chelsea. Uh, and I also want to thank you guys for opening my eyes to the great toffee men of, and women, sorry, uh, of the of the US, because it's been a, I'm like proud to be an American Evertonian now, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's been this, uh, like, like, like just for example, when we went Orlando, I was just filming inside the Harkin Celt, just sending it to my mum. I was like, mum, I'm so proud right now. I can't even print words. I'm so proud to be an Evertonian. This oh. is just amazing. However, only just, ex However, only just like uh, experienced this like nearly four years of being in the US. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, thank you guys uh, for everything you do representing the club, being ambassadors for the club over here. And yeah, I love the show. So, thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. One last question Rangers or Celtic? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I want to say none of them. I want to say <laughs> I want to say Dundee FC, but my my dad's side of the family are all Celtic fans, so it's like kind of a bit of a soft spot. I tried to separate myself from that stuff back in the day. Yeah, so, I had to. The reason I asked is because my, my youngest son, <laughs> Turner, is infatuated. Like, he's six. He's infatuated with Celtics, like, kits. He's just absolutely <laughs> – yeah. And so now, like, he demanded – I put on the old firm Derby the other day, so we watched it. It didn't work out well. Oh. Or him, you know, but, but uh, he totally, and of course we got him, we got him one with Gibson on the back, you know, but he just, he, just, he loves the, he's a oddball. He likes the color scheme, you know, well, and I'm like, and I'm like, look, you still like blue, right? And he's like, yes, I like green too, though. And I'm like, cool. None of the teams we need to worry about in Premier League <laughs> are green. So that's fine. Love the green. That's fine. Love it all there. <laughs> So yeah, he asked me, he said, does he like um, Celtic? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to ask him though. So yeah, that's why I asked. We can tell him the good news. Yeah. Um, okay. But if you ever get the chance to go over to Scotland, if you ever get the chance to go over to Scotland, you need to get yourself to a Celtic game because you will never experience an atmosphere like it. Even Lionel Messi has said it's the best stadium he's ever played in. Wow. So, good to know. Okay. Fans are wild. Yeah. We're good on it. Know. Very good. We're going to take my whole... <laughs> flipping family there awesome <laughs> all right aaron so i'm gonna i'll wrap this up then uh so to everybody out there who's been uh listening and watching thank you very much if you're digging what you're hearing and watching please subscribe to the toffee blues youtube channel and podcast we'd really appreciate it check out the toffee blues on twitter facebook and instagram i don't know tiktok wherever the heck i don't social media i, I don't know what john's got going on now it could be anything uh but uh, mammoth, I don't know. Uh, so, but also uh, check out the Toffee Blues website. There's a lot of really good content out there, and watch some of our other videos. There's some there's some really cool guys who uh, really know what they're talking about uh, on there, and uh, yeah, they somehow let me on the channel. It's crazy, um, but yeah, <laughs> that that's it. Much love, everybody. Aaron, thank you so much. So so freaking awesome to talk to you in person. Or Thanks sort of a person. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Your person-ish. Uh, really? Hopefully soon. Hopefully yeah, soon. Yeah, we'll work that out. We'll definitely work that yeah. out. Um, so yeah, everybody, it's it's gosh, it's like meeting some kind of mythical creature, isn't it? When you got Bowser talking tits <laughs> on. It's nuts. It's like, ah, oh, it's a it's a wood nymph. It's <laughs> uh, just really cool all oh, right everybody okay. so enjoy the international break not the, not like you're gonna but no. just pretend yeah. watch old old everton games and you should be fine get through it good luck <laughs> it's like watching paint dry uh exactly. much love everybody and we'll see you next time and we'll talk more everton things aaron take care buddy thank you thanks too thanks for having right. us everybody else bye-bye much love